The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. And you heard the man. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media is where you can find all of our next guest content, every appearance here, extending the play every Saturday, appearances on the middle, and everything else he does. John McMullen on Twitter at JF McMullen, Philly Voice, and SI.com. Johnny Mac, how are we doing tonight, sir? Spectacular. Uh, you know, <laughs> enjoy the soap opera every day. That's what soap operas are. They're on every day. Every day, um, same time. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the same unexpected plot twists. Uh, so what's the update on the latest plot twist, John? Uh, the update is there is no update. And uh, I think, you know, I think Howie's trying to hit the home run, and I don't think the home run is there. And who knows why? You know, I, I've often said that maybe Jeffrey Lurie has placed some kind of expectation here that's a little bit unrealistic in return for Eating that $34 million, $33.8 to be technic, uh, technically correct, but nonetheless would be an NFL record, as we've mentioned time and time again. And look, I, I mean, the Eagles have this little bit of a sweet spot, uh, I think, and they better hurry up because the more, you know, you saw today with Russell Wilson, look, there's no fire there, but there's a little bit of smoke Um and if somebody like that gets onto the market, we know Deshaun Watson and his intent uh, is to probably steer himself to Miami or New York like an NBA player. If, if one of those guys gets to the market, Carson Wentz is yesterday's news. So if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm going to Jeffrey Lawrence saying, if we're going to take our medicine, let's take our medicine. Let's take the best deal. Let's get this over with. So who has the leverage? And this is hard to predict, but you mentioned more quarterbacks potentially entering the market. Um, I, I would I would predict that the other teams on the other side of the phone have the leverage. Like, listen, we're, we're, we're going to talk to Seattle. We're going to talk to Vegas. We're going to talk to Houston. And we'll get back to you unless the Eagles, you know – really don't get the value that they're looking for. That's how I'm looking at it right now. 
Well, the smart guys got the leverage, so it's always depending. You know, I see a lot of Eagles fans getting upset, saying the front office is trying to fool the rest of the league. They're not trying to fool the rest of the league. The rest of the league, uh, the vast majority, understands what's going on here. Who you're trying to fool is one guy. That's it. That's all you're trying to do. That's all you're always trying to do uh, is take advantage as I've described it, you know, if you're a lion, you, you look for the weak one in the herd. And that's what the Eagles are trying to do. Um, a lot of people speculated on Ryan Pace in Chicago because of the situation he's in. He's not thinking about the future. He's got to win this year. So maybe he'd be willing, uh, more willing at least, to throw a little bit more in. Whereas a Chris Ballard, you, you know, those first – Two favorites that everybody talks about. He's probably a more measured guy. He's not going to be. He's not going to overbid. So you're only trying to fool one guy. But the more people get uh, on the market, as I said, the closer you get to the draft. All of a sudden, people start like, you know what? Maybe we'll take the rookie quarterback. So I, I mean, the Eagles don't have a ton of time here. There's odds posted at various sports books. I'll just use points bet right now. It's what's in front of me. Um, Washington is the fourth best odds. This is just per the points bet sports book, but 10 to 1. You have Chicago first, Indy second, Denver, and then Washington. Could Philly really trade him in the division? Well, typically it's not something you want to do, and everybody points to Donovan McNabb uh, going to Washington back in the day, and obviously that worked out uh, well for the Eagles. The Eagles kind of knew Donovan was done at that point from just a, a physical perspective, and it, and it turned out to be true. Uh, he was never the same player even when he left Washington and went to uh, Minnesota, I believe. So, um Carson at 28, it's a lot. That's a that's a lot more difficult to pull the trigger. Um, even if you think he's uh, past his prime from an injury standpoint, which I think a lot of people in the Eagles organization do. Uh, even if you think he's not salvageable, which I think a lot of people in the Eagles organization do. Typically, in these types of situation. You not only want them out of the division, you want them out of the conference just in case. And that's why I would think the preferred destination would be Indianapolis, um, probably from Carson's standpoint, in the team standpoint. Um, but you got to get them out of the division. I, I can't imagine in a million years they would trade them to Washington, unless Washington is that dumb team and comes up and says, we'll give you two first-round picks. Then they might do it. That that would be unbelievable. Um, but nothing surprises me anymore with this team, so I'm not going to pretend like I would be shocked if the Eagles trade them to uh, the football team down in Washington. Uh, all right, John, we, we mentioned and you mentioned Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson's name still lingering out there, Derek Carr's name lingering out there. The list is the largest that I can ever recall as far as offseason potential quarterbacks on the move. Um so out of some of those names, and maybe some I haven't brought up, how many will have new homes predicting? 
Well, it, it, it's tough to predict. In, in Houston, I, it, for instance, I mean, they don't want to trade Deshaun Watson, so it comes down to, you know, how much uh, uh, is he willing to push it to get out of that organization? Is he willing to threaten to sit out a season? Uh, is he willing to get that toxic? And then maybe they have to make a move. And as I said, that's shaping up as sort of like an NBA-like situation where you have the player trying to direct where he wants to go. And Seattle, again, it's not fire, but there's a little bit of smoke in Russell Wilson's talking today about being involved in personnel decisions. I, I, I mean, you know, at some point you got to put your foot down with these quarterbacks. Uh, I, I mean, it's getting out of control. Personnel decisions. Uh, I, I, I mean, as great as a player uh, as he is and has been, uh, if he's going to continue to push that narrative, um, it changes things really, really quickly. And especially from that standpoint, I mean, those are the two guys, and Aaron Rodgers would obviously be in that category as well, uh, even though he's a little bit older. Um, those are the types of players that you could get massive, massive return of investment on as far as draft picks uh, and things like that. So uh, those, those three particularly would change the game. Those mid-level guys, look, that, then you're talking about favorite flavor. You know, do you like Carson Wentz better than Derek Carr? Um, if somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo gets to the market, you know, what what what's your favorite player? What player do you like the most? Uh, they're kind of all jumbled into that category. And again, then as you get uh, more into the the draft process. It happens every year in this league, Ryan. I mean, teams talk themselves into these quarterbacks. And you mentioned the Raiders, another, you know, they might want to trade Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, you remember the Jameis Winston Mariota draft, 1 2. And now you got the Goff Wentz draft, 1 2. Every year, with the exception of this year, where Trevor Lawrence is going 1, and he deserves to go 1. Um, Usually the top quarterbacks are not the best players in the draft, but they go up that high because teams talk themselves into quarterbacks. And same thing's going to happen this year with Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So if the Eagles want to push this thing to March 19th, um, which would be the day that they have to give a signing bonus and, and, and a roster bonus and guarantee part, of the 2020 salary um, for Carson Wentz, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, they they might get stuck with him. Why does and I want to ask you about that in a second, but why does Carson seem to only hate? And I know hate's a strong word, but he only hates Howie for some reason. What what happened with him and Howie? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Number one, okay. Um, and and by that's a strong word. It is. And, it is. Um, I, I, I don't think I, at times he's uh, not like Doug. Uh, at times he's not like you know John D. Filippo. I, I think it's hilarious that the narrative: well, the Bears promoted John D. Filippo to passing game coordinator. You know, those two didn't get along uh, a lot of the times. A lot of the times, him and Frank didn't go along. Frank Wright. People are surprised to hear about that. 
Uh, he's got a type A personality. Uh, I've often talked about it. He can rub people uh, the wrong way. Uh, as far as him, you know, a little bit of moody, I would describe it. So, you know, maybe holding a, a bit of a grudge uh, towards Doug this season for taking some of his autonomy away. Uh, I, he's certainly not the first person to dislike the way Howie Roseman does business. I think that would go back to uh, drafting Jalen Hurts, much the same as Aaron Rodgers was upset about drafting Jordan Love. I mean, uh, quarterbacks, you know, look at Russell Wilson today. Go back to him again. Quarterbacks are uh, a little bit sensitive, shall we say. Uh, and if things aren't perfect, um, they're, you know, wide receivers have the reputation of being divas in this league uh, for good reason. Uh but a lot of those receivers you talk you talk about are, um, you know, flamboyantly uh, sort of eccentric, whatever word you want to use. The real divas in this league are quarterbacks. I mean, these guys are just ridiculous at times. But again, you can act you can act like a, a horse's you know what if you're Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady. Or Peyton Manning, if you produce, nobody gives a, a, a you-know-what. Carson didn't produce, and that's why the problems have uh, cropped up. Talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider. Follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen. He is the host of Extending the Play every Saturday on 1490 from 10 a.m. to 11, phillyvoice.com, si.com. All right, John, out of the... Hey, by the way, Ryan, real yes. quick, I want to jump in. Go. Uh, I, what, where is this narrative that Carson only hates Howie? Where's, where did you get that? Where is that coming from? Is that Rob's report, Rob Monty? Is, it, is there something else? I just had it up on, on Twitter. Um, let me find it. Yeah, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't Rob's. Um, I, I forget who just tweeted it out, and it was from uh, a Philly station. Um, not you know, ninety-seven. I was just curious if you knew off the top of your head. No, nah, I'll, uh, I'll find it before our, our conversation's over. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was that tweeted is something out. That has taken off today. I've noticed, and that that is an that is an interesting twist to me because I I don't think that is the case. Not that he he's not upset. Uh, at Howie Roseman, because I think Carson's very upset uh, about this team drafting Jalen Hurts and how he's in charge of the draft. So I, I think that's part of the equation, but it seems like in the last 24 hours it's taken off that if it wasn't for Howie Roseman, Carson Wentz would be A-OK with being in Philadelphia. That part of it I, I don't necessarily think is true. Uh, yeah, I see something from Jeff McLean. I don't think it was directly from him. Um, yeah, but I, I, I got to find it. And yeah, th this picked up a ton of steam today. And, and yeah. as of yesterday, yeah. I didn't even really see this. But uh, nonetheless, I'll, I'll try and find the exact source here before we get out of here with you. Um, all right, John, if you're looking at, you know, two or three realistic trades, what's one trade or one player that the Eagles could realistically get 
uh, in return for Carson that you would you would approve of. You would say, okay, th- this isn't uh, this isn't bad for the situation they're in. Well, I I, I don't think the the player is meaningful. I I mean, if I look at the structure of a deal, you want twenty or twenty one, and that's where the Bears and Colts are, uh, and that is the key. And then you're probably going to get another pick, maybe maybe a fourth rounder uh, that can knock up, uh, you put conditions on it. If he starts 16 games, maybe it becomes a, a third rounder. And then a player uh, on top of it. And I know from Chicago's standpoint, a lot of people uh, were speculating on Tariq Cohen um, who would fit, you know, is coming off an injury, um, and, and he kind of shot it down himself at least, but not that obviously Bears coaches and, and uh, Brian Pace could actually, um, you know, lie to him, to be uh, frank, uh, and he could still be on the move. Uh, that that would be the type of haul. And, and by the way, Wentz and probably a draft pick from the Eagles, a late, you know, maybe a six-round pick would probably head the other way. Um, I think that's the framework of of what you would grade this trade on. That's what you would expect at this point. And if you get less than that, you'd probably be a little bit disappointed. Uh, if you probably get more, if you get more than that, you should be patting Howie Roseman on the back. You know, those talking about Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's a free agent. Uh, and if he wasn't a free agent, um, he's too good. You couldn't get a player of that caliber. And obviously Nick Foles is another name everybody has speculated on. Um, and those would be the type of players. I, I don't think the player you're going to get is going to be all that meaningful, to be honest. Uh, and then there's the thought process that because the Eagles are, and maybe this is what is complicating things as well, maybe how he's trying to expand this thing and add other players into it and make it a much bigger thing uh, because the Eagles have to do so much to get under the cap. So you talk about Zach Ertz is probably going to be leaving. Um either traded or released, you know, maybe you try to put a package. That's a lot of money for uh, somebody picking up those two players, but that certainly could be part of, of the complication of this. And the fact that, um, that obviously the more moving parts, the more difficult it is uh, to get everything done. But I, I do think, I, I do think the Eagles have a short window here. Um, and if they wait too long, uh, window's going to shut on them in the form of other quarterbacks becoming available or teams getting caught up in, in draft prep and starting to fall in love with the, the rookie quarterbacks. This uh, is a comment on the Twitch stream right now live, and I can't see the name of the user, but they bring up Zach Ertz, someone who you just brought up. They said, I wonder how much of all this has to do with Roseman and the and the handling uh, with Ertz, uh, and, and it, that would be a small percentage, if any, but your thoughts on that? Cause Zach and Carson are very close. Yeah, no, I, I there's no question about that. And, uh, Zach is not happy with the organization. And, uh, but I, I do think, and Howard Roseman, um, talked about this at his season ending press conference and talked about, 
In fact, I was the one who asked him the question about Zach and talked about being the bad cop at times, uh, and you have to do that as a general manager. And that's true. I mean, that happens in every city. Um, you can't just pay people uh, for what they've done in the past. You sort of have to project what you think they're going to do in the, the future, and sometimes you have to make really difficult decisions, and that's what Howie was trying to get by. But there's there's no question there is a, a, a strong relationship uh, between Zach Ertz and Carson Wentz. And, look, I think there's more than those two that are upset. Remember what Zach did, and I bring this up all the time, in the playoffs against Seattle in playing with his fractured ribs and a lacerated kidney. He should not have played. He did uh, for this organization, and he believes he, he was not rewarded for that. And I don't disagree with him. Um, so, yeah, he's upset. Um, and from a friendship standpoint, Carson's probably upset about the way they treated him. Uh, but it is a business, and that happens all the time in the NFL. It, it just does. Uh, so, you, you, you know, you hope guys don't get caught up in that because all you can do is take care of your own business and, and hope, everyone, hope everyone else is taken care of as well. But that's just not realistic in the NFL. Last one here for you, maybe one more. Uh, we'll see, but we're up against it a little bit. How ugly could this get as, you know, you've brought this up earlier in the conversation. If if a deal doesn't get done, if they wait looking for something that they're never going to find, how ugly could this get if Carson walks into this locker room and he's a part of this team next season? Yeah, I think it could get really ugly. Um from a number of different standpoints, not from, I, I think Carson would be a professional. I, I, I don't think he would overtly, you know, one of the things I've, I've never bought into, and I said this pretty consistently, he wasn't killing plays despite Doug Peterson. Uh, that That is the one criticism that's just untrue. It uh, never happened. Um so I, I don't think he would be unprofessional, but I, I do think you have the natural um, fracture in the locker room. There's guys that uh, like Jalen Hurts. Um, there's guys that like Carson. Uh, and anytime uh, you have a quarterback controversy, it's not good. I mentioned, you know, talking to Steve Mariucci last week uh, as a former head coach in this league. It's never good when you have a quarterback controversy. Never good. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter the names. It's going to create dissension, and it would create dissension here. It certainly would, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see how – I just feel like it's – and I saw this online. I forget who posted it. But it just feels like one big game of no limit Texas Hold'em. And who's going <laughs> to – Who's going to call the others bluff? Who's going to bluff their way to, to win in the pot here? But there's certainly a lot at stake. Yeah, there is. And, I, you know, I keep, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out what the Eagles are doing. And, and I understood it at first. You know, you're trying to create a market and, and then, um, you know, to hold on, I start thinking, why? Okay. Uh, why are they holding on? Why are they trying to press this? I mean, they know. I, I, Howie Roseman is, is not uh, completely out of touch. He knows he's not getting two first-round picks. So, 
you know, I have to ask myself, why uh, are the Eagles unwilling? And, you know, I, I point back to Jeffrey Lorian saying he may have said, okay, it's, it's okay for us to eat this $33.8 million, but there might be a caveat on there. And that caveat might be, we got to get something significant in return uh, to make it uh, a, a little bit more appealing. And if that's not there, maybe the owner is saying, wait, wait, wait. And the owner's not as well versed in these things and doesn't understand that, you know, if Russell Wilson is coming down the pike, if Deshaun Watson is coming down the pike, and even if they're not, as I said, the more you get into draft season, the more you're going to see those quarterbacks drift up the board. And now Lawrence is already going to be there, but those other three, you're going to see teams falling in love with those guys and saying, well, why don't we just take the young guy? You're going to see that. It's going to be interesting, and John's going to have it all covered as best he can every step of the way, every night here on The Fix for your daily football fix, uh, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Follow John at J.F. McMullen. And like I said, to start the conversation, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Jacob Media, J-A-K-I-B Media. All of our conversations posted there. Uh, all right, John, we have uh, Sixers basketball at 10 p.m., so go get ready for that, man. I know you can't wait. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I, I, it's it's good to get away from the soap opera for a few hours. Yeah, dive into the Ben Simmons soap opera for a couple hours. Relax. <laughs> that's, at least that's that's a little bit different. I, believe it or not, that's, that's better right now. It is. That's... Uh, more legitimate, if nothing else. Um, <laughs> all right, John, I appreciate it, man. We'll talk tomorrow. All right, thanks, Ryan. There he is, Johnny Mack. Uh, bringing the heat like he always does. And just like that, we're one hour down. We're just getting warmed up. Much more still ahead. Kai Carlin, Sixers insider for USA Today, joins me at 9 p.m. Much more when we come back to start off the second hour. Keep it locked in right here, baby. February is here. March is coming soon. And what's that mean for prop swappers? 